I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, damn it! Ah, would have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You want your file? I found you your file. You want it out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh, yeah, you blind. No use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlet. I know you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was going to love me? Who, who was going to make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets you shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost and wait this minute. When you and Guy come over and supper with us tonight, what do you say? Welcome to another episode of The Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and is it Polly or Patty? <laughs> and my name is Colin Drucker, and do you know where you are? You're in the Billy Barnes Extended Care Ward. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I just think, I think it was Laurie Metcalf's delivery on that that just, well, I could say that about a lot of lines, honestly, but that's just one of them where just her delivery just took it into the stars for me. Oh, there is just so much to talk about on today's episode. I am, I'm so thrilled, actually, and I can't believe it took me this long, much like everything else that you've suggested on my, you know, uh, imaginary list. Um, yes. It's chock full of women. It's it's great lady acting, and I'm I'm loving every second of it. For for folks who like to live on the wild side and don't read titles, don't look at descriptions, <laughs> I respect that. Let me catch you up. We are, um, and actually, for even folks who did read the description, there's a bit of catching up to do here. We're doing something a little bit different for the next few episodes of the Best Supporting Podcast. Uh, whereas in the past, every episode is a bit of a standalone episode. We are going to be spending a little bit of uh, extended time in the Billy Barnes Extended Care Ward uh, because we are yes. going to be discussing the first season of Getting On, the the U.S. version of Getting On, um, yes. over the next three episodes. Yeah, and I know it, this might be a show that might not be on everyone's radar. I feel like, you know, at least our demographic, I would imagine a majority of you would probably know what this is but good lord i mean it's on hbo max and it is uh it is a delight i only watched so to to kind of extend what colin's saying too um we're gonna do two episodes we're gonna cover two episodes in one episode if that makes sense each week because there are only six episodes in season one is that correct you said six that is correct yep that's the math yeah <laughs> that's yeah. the math two times that's three. the math got it uh and i uh and i don't know about you if you were uh if you've jumped ahead at all, but I have decided to just, you know, pace myself. So I don't remember, cause I, I watched this years ago, but I don't mm -hmm. remember what happens. And so I'm, I only really know what happens up to the first two episodes so far. Same. I wanted to go further, but I stopped myself. So that's, uh, I feel that'll be fun that we're not both, yeah. like, uh, you know, cheating, I guess we're just taking it in stride. Yeah, and you know what? It makes it a little bit easier because you know when you when you watch ahead and then try to like slow down and and recap something, yes. it's like oh well, just wait till what happens on episode four, and and so this kind of keeps us keeps us present. Um, and it's a yeah. really, I mean, uh, a, a perfect in terms of a best supporting you know podcast kind of uh, content. 
as you said, it's really perfect because it is so much lady acting. In some ways, all three, you know, it's much like the hours where all three leading ladies are also each kind of supporting in a way. They all kind of share the spotlight. And at least in terms of the Emmys, Laurie Metcalf was at least nominated in the leading category and Niecy Nash was nominated in supporting category. So, you know, it's got some, uh, it doesn't have any wins under its belt, but, uh, you know, it's got some best supporting credentials to its name. So it, it makes the list in our books. Yeah, exactly. This is, it's interesting because now we know Alex Borstein is like this juggernaut best supporting actress Emmy, you know, she's got at least two, I think, maybe That's a third true. coming up. Um, I but I guess, forget I mean, about, yeah. I forget about Mar- Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Nisi Nash was nominated twice for this category and like, I'm going to need Niecy Nash to get some trophies pretty soon. You know, I feel like it is time. My gosh. I mean, we can add it just like put her on the list of so many women that are so similar to her. Like as far as like people that are like always constantly giving great work, always like the body of work that they are giving is like, you know, from Reno 911 to getting on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the woman can do everything anything and she had that uh, tv show called claws a couple years back yes. that looked great yes yeah. that's on my like eventually to binge list and largely yes. because of her i uh i yes. fell in love with niecy nash way back uh whenever i stumbled onto the show clean house do you ever see clean house no. So Clean House, I think, was a it was like one of the, you know, TLC or or, you know, um, Oh yeah. One of those. It's and it was back like to me. Yes. Yes. yes and yes. she and like three other people would like go to somebody's dump of a house and, you know, get all the junk out of it. You know what? I'm gonna let I'm gonna let IMDB tell us, uh, because I'm doing <laughs> such a great job, but you know, I don't wanna get full of myself. Each week, one cluttered house is made over by host Nisi Nash and her crew of interior designers and organizers. They decide what stays and more importantly what goes by way of a giant yard sale. Then they turn around and use the proceeds to do a much needed home makeover. Love so, it. Yeah, and there was like you know, I remember there was like the the hot guy, and there was like the maybe kind of gay guy, and then there was oh Trish Trish Sir, I know her, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. It was it's a great anyway. It's a great show, um, highly recommended. But Niecy Nash is super charming on it, and now here she is in Getting On, being super charming again. Yeah, I mean. Sh- the woman never stops working. I mean, I, I really challenge anyone to find, like, I, I mean, I'm sure she's obviously had it, but, like, it just feels like she's constantly working. I feel like the last thing I saw her in was um, she played um, a therapist on that uh, Mindy Kaling show, Never Have I Ever. Um, Keon and I watched all of season one, and it's great. And I oh, think season two is okay. coming out soon. Yeah, she's great in it. I mean, it's it's a it's a typical, like, sort of therapist role uh, but she's great. She's like I said. She give her anything, and she will do it and execute it to like the fullest degree. I just, uh, it's good to be reminded about Nisi every once in a while. That's all I'm saying. And yeah. this is just a great vehicle for her. I forgot that she was in Mrs. America. I it's sort of coming back to yeah. me now, but uh, I didn't maybe watch I, it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, did she play a lesbian? In any event, I I watched Mrs. America. I 
liked it, but I didn't love it the way I wanted to love it, you know? Sure. Um, sure. But in any event, that's why Mrs. America is not what we're going to be discussing over the next three episodes. That's why Getting On is. Um, so you had... What, did you know anything about the show before this 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 dive in? Yeah, um, I knew two things. The first thing, or uh, I'll just say it's kind of like a present day thing. I feel like this show is very much worthy of a getting on sort of like oh, the prom. I love it. The it has that prom. That's, <laughs> That's getting sort of on, <laughs> getting on. So we'll have to, we'll, we'll keep it to a minimum. But like every time yeah. I kept saying it in my head today, I was like getting on because it has the tease too. It's great. It does have the tease. Um, it's all of it. I love it. Yes. Um. So that that was exciting for me. Um. But uh, the only thing I knew about it is that you had watched it. I knew that um, uh, when Lady Watch was still on the air and thriving, that Ryan O'Connor would continuously urge everyone to watch it. And I never oh, did, and because uh, he said there is, you know, some great ladies, and he's like, I just can't believe that. I feel like he was, you know, in sort of defense of it, like he couldn't believe that it was like, it, it wasn't a, a huge commercial success, but it was nominated for some awards, and he felt that it should have been, you know, uh, more widely received. Yeah, I I feel like. Um... I kind of remember when it came out, like I, you know, because it the the American version came out uh, in 2013, and it was one of those things that, at the time, I I did not have uh, quite the honed palate for actress sexualing, you know, like I for actressing, sure. I should say, yes. you know, I was I was a burgeoning actress sexual, but I was still kind of like, you know, figuring out. Uh, I, I was figuring out that process, you know, um, mm-hmm. this was essentially like when I was 15 and looking at internet porn, I'm, I was still trying to root around. And so <laughs> I, yes. and so this didn't come up on my radar. Like I, I didn't realize that this was exactly what I was looking for. And, uh, and I don't remember when I finally watched it, but I know it was probably a couple years ago and it was one of those things that like, you know, those shows that you just like you binge it in a weekend or or throughout a week you pretty much like that's what you watch and you just like this is the week that i'm watching getting on and uh and then it just like it becomes the fabric of your life for a couple of days and then i think sometimes when that happens then it's like oh my god i it's like five days after thanksgiving you're like i just need something without turkey in it you know and so i you know and so i think i kind of like binged getting on to the hilt and then just moved on and um and i never revisited it and uh even even with and i can't believe it's taken over 10 minutes to get to this point even with the Lori metcalf of it all i know i um just didn't really you know think to come back to it and actually someone on instagram and i wonder i'm not i'm not quick enough to pull up you know, as I'm sitting here, I know that this isn't like radio. It's not a live show, but you know, you try to just keep the thing. You, you try to keep the thing <laughs> it's moving. It's hard to multitask. But yeah, yeah. It, it is. It is. But somebody, <laughs> somebody suggested on Instagram that we should do. Um, yeah, I, this is. Yeah, I can't find it. Anyway, if you're li- you're probably listening, and you're probably like, it's me, it's me, and I'll find it, and I'll mention you in the next episode. But somebody had suggested we do this show, and. Um, and then it kind of, you know, the seed was planted. And I was like, then we were trying to think of what to do next. And I thought, you know what? That listener on Instagram had a good idea. And here we are. Yeah. 
It's the perfect suggestion. Half hour episodes, six episodes in a season, two a week. I think it's I gonna mean, be lovely. Right? I that's you know, and that's those were actually the factors I considered even before Lori Metcalf when I when I <laughs> yes. fell word to this recommendation to I was like Here's here's the t- here's the here's the, uh, the the time commitment we're talking here. So yes, um, for anyone who doesn't know what getting on is about, I am going to just let IMDb do the work. Uh, yeah. Shake and bake, and I helped. IMBD and I read. Uh, <laughs> set in a geriatric extended care wing of a down at the heels hospital, getting on follows put upon nurses, anxious doctors, and administrators as they struggle with the darkly comic, brutally honest, and quietly compassionate realities of caring for the elderly. So I love that. Uh, That's a pretty good description. Yeah. 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 And so the original version, I think, was in like 2009, was this. Uh, a British uh, version on the BBC, which is available on Amazon Prime. I've only watched like two clips of it, so I can't say much about it yet. But uh, they were, it's, it, and there's a lot, there's a couple of uh, similar, you know, I'm going to bring up The Office more than once is what I'm trying to say. Sure. But much yeah. like the pilot of The Office, it's a lot of the same moments are in the first episode of Getting On. It's it's a ah. similar translation where they take a lot of the same, you know, narrative and even like specific bits and then just kind of do them, you know, again. Yeah, I love that. I love that in a way. Uh, in the first episode, the pilot is called Born on the 4th of July, which is so apropos for this week. I was like, the stars are aligning. Oh, it was meant to be. I hadn't even thought. Oh, well, my yeah, heart was just I was like, kaboom, that kaboom. Colin Drucker. Yeah. Man. <laughs> oh, I. Uh, that's fireworks in there. Oh, I'm so. Oh, I'm so excited about this. Yes. Um, yes. And what's more American than a geriatric, you know, extended care <laughs> ward? You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right. So, so let's, uh, before we kind of dive in, and I, I think we can kind of just talk about some, I think we'll, we'll kind of go, ep- you know, per episode, because I, I think there's a couple moments in each, and certainly in the second one. But um, overall, uh hot take from I it sounds like you liked it but let's just get an overall hot take before we dive in uh how did you feel about these first two episodes I think that they're great first of all I I honestly think like the writing is so great it didn't even feel like a pilot if that makes sense like in the best way possible like I was just mm-hmm. so I don't know, really wrapped up in the world almost immediately. And it's just like seeing these three women, like the core trio, um, like knowing them now and like even, you know, seven or eight years later and how much they've all sort of uh, succeeded even more so than being on the show too. It's just, it's just like coming home in a way. I was like, ugh, I just love that they get to do this and that the characters are like real well-rounded women with flaws and with humor and and that's a, that it's a like a dark comedy because this could very easily be i feel like with any given moment the the scales sort of tip of like is this like 60 percent drama and 40 percent comedy and then there's like some really funny moments um and it's also a little sad in a way like there was definitely mm. part of me that was like oof I never want to get old, but also it's, um, you know, it sort of forces you to be in that world all at the same time, but I loved it. I can't wait to see 
what these characters, like what we get to see them do. And I know we're going to kind of break it down in a moment, but those are my initial thoughts. Yeah, I, uh, that's great. I, you know, that's certainly the, the exciting part about like, oh, watch the show that you know, you've never seen and, you know, let me know what you think. And, um, my, my gut was that you were going to like it. And, oh, but yeah. I'd also, when I think when I suggested this, I hadn't seen it in a while. So I was like, I think you will. Yeah. And I don't remember at what point. I mean, I certainly, I knew, I, th- I thought at bare minimum, he'll be hooked by the second episode. But then when I, oh, you know, no. for obvious yeah. reasons, uh, but, you know, rewatching it again today and taking notes, this was definitely a show. And I'm curious if this was your experience where I, I was hooked the first scene. It didn't take long for me. Like the moment Dee, Dee says there's a turd on the chair in the lounge, I was like, well, and I'm in. I'm here. You know, uh, it didn't take yeah. long for me to, to want to keep following the show, you know? Yeah, to participate and just, I I honestly, yeah, it's probably the quickest I've ever done that. You know, something like I I didn't even think about my phone. Like nowadays, that's like, unfortunately, such a barometer of like, am I paying attention? Am I reaching for my phone to flip through Instagram? You know, Mm -hmm. what's going on? But like, I was invested. I honestly, as I was watching this, especially in episode two with June Squibb, I was like, I I got, you know how we were saying, was it last week, how I said if there's ever a movie that like, maybe it wasn't Britney Runs a Marathon, um, but I was like, that you feel like I should watch. We had like a barometer. What was oh, it? It was like, oh, what? It, Hacks. It was Hacks. Hacks. Yes, it was it Hacks was, yeah, too. And like, the Hacks bypass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that he didn't push this harder for me to watch. I was like, how dare he? Because it's just... It's everything. It was made for our podcast, essentially, too. But also, like, you hadn't seen it in, like, a while. Did you watch it when it was on, or did you wait a year or two? Like, what was your timeline? I probably waited a couple of years. I think think it was off. It was done by the time I saw it, because I think I was able to watch the whole thing. It was so long ago now, I can't even remember when. I, I, I had, like, so few memories of it. Like, I had a sense of kind of like, oh, I think I remember how their performances made me feel. If anything, I really have so far a deeper appreciation of Alex Borstein than I did in the past. It's it's a brilliantly unhinged performance that's like totally in control, you know? Yes, that's a great way to say it. I think now seeing her and Mrs. Maisel, too, where she is allowed to like she has so many one liners and zingers. Um, that just like work for that kind of show too to see her here. Yeah, it is contained because she's like, she's like <laughs> this like horny nurse that overeats, doesn't know how mm-hmm. to stick up for herself, um, sort of workaholic sort of combo that is like so fun like to play and to watch too because I just she gets to snap sometimes too and I like that mm-hmm. and I I I can't wait for like a Laurie Metcalf breakdown she almost like you know there's hints of it like there's yeah she is like teetering on the edge of like oh she is just like pushed to her limits and again yeah I I don't really love Jenna James but I understand her and I know that she I'm rooting for her at the same time which I feel is a testament to Laurie Metcalf because that character can very easily be unlikable I agree. I I think that she is. I, I kept thinking of Doctor James as Michael Scott, you know, and sure. and that like delicate balance of like, oh my god, you are insufferable. But then there's like these glimmers of humanity where I 
through pity, I find empathy, you know? And yeah. uh, I and I think it's, yeah, I'm really excited to kind of see, I have a vague memory that she goes on a bit of a journey. Uh, and of course, like, it's Laurie Metcalf. I mean, even in these first two episodes, we get so much from Laurie Metcalf. So We do, um, we do. Uh, yeah, and so I uh, I do love the the darkness of how this begins, where it's like right off the bat, just like the the sort of hat on the hat of Dawn sitting there playing on her phone, holding a dead woman's hand, then realizing, <laughs> oh God, she's dead, and then Dee Dee coming in and saying, hey, there's a turd on the chair in the lounge. I I just love the like one on top of the other of it all, and then. That the, basically, I mean, our introduction to this show is a whole scene about poop. The whole episode is yeah. just about poop. It's I know uh, I was and, thinking of you the whole time. It's great. And it was, and yet the way they were navigating it was so funny and so yeah. clever and just so. I mean, I think, I think there's also the lens of it being nurses and doctors. You know, like I think, yeah, I think nurses are always like fascinating characters in TV shows and movies. I love a nurse, you know. Um, exactly. I guess because it's like there is that sense of like the things they're not phased by, you know. Uh, and and I so I love that there is the sense of like, oh, we're having a, you know, a grammar discussion about that. It, well, it's not a feces; it's just feces, and it's just yes, um, yes. And, and, and I think what's craziest about that is, like, then that's probably a real conversation that's happened at some point, you know? Oh, yes. I, I was just going to say, like, I wonder if, you know, if if we have any listeners who are nurses, like, is, I'd imagine it's like they should just, like, pull random nurses from hospitals and put them in the writing room and be like, what's the craziest story that you've ever, like, what's happened to you? Yeah. Because you know it's there. Yeah. So I... I like to hope that that was part of the process um, because I feel like it, it's pretty spot on, but I'm not a nurse. So who knows? Oh yeah. And I could never be a nurse. I, uh, I just, I don't like, I don't, I don't like poop. So that's one thing. I don't know if anyone likes it. I'm sure some people do, yeah. but I don't think anyone like goes like, Oh yes, there's pooped in the job today, you know? Uh, <laughs> but I can't do, I can't do needles. I can't do, yeah. uh, like I get like weak need and dizzy just at like the idea of needles. And so um, like putting in an IV, it would be, I would throw up on the, on the patient. So um, yeah, I used to be so. able to like handle needles and I can't anymore. I don't know like what happened, but now I just start to get clammy. I've never passed out, but I feel like given the right circumstances, I could probably get pretty woozy. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I have to like go to the doctor for like, you know, uh, like, you know, for a physical and have to take blood, yeah. Bl- yeah, doing blood work and whatnot for like, for prep, you have to get blood work every three months. And like, yeah. I always, uh, you know, they, they sit you in the chair and, you know, and I can't talk about it too much because I'll pass out on the podcast, but I always have to turn <laughs> really far away in the other direction and like stare at the wall. And here's something I've never told anybody is that when I am getting blood drawn, in order to keep myself distracted, I sing the song one, two, three, four by Feist in my head. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I've been doing it for years. That is my go to giving blood song. It's proven. I don't know why. And I don't think I could ever even tell you the lyrics now in this situation, but in that moment, I I could do the whole thing a cappella. Yeah. Oh my um, God. I love that. Yeah. 
And then whenever it's whenever they're done, I always I always feel bad. I always feel like they're taking it personally, and so I always overcompensate and go, "Wow, you're really good at that! Oh my god, that was quick! Wow!" Um, so I always, <laughs> you know, and, and so it's just like it's sick. <laughs> yeah, that's quite a process. Uh, but yeah. I mean, do what you need to do. It is what it is. Um, so, uh, so anyway, um, I the 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 episode starts with yes somebody poops on a chair it might be birdie who is uh the old lady from the nanny did you, are you a, are you a the nanny gay oh i am probably i probably fall i can, i'd say less it's like if i was to i don't know why i instantly thought of golden girls versus the nanny i i've seen more golden girls haven't seen as much of the nanny um yeah but once you mm-hmm. said that she's from the nanny i'm like oh yeah she does she plays a friend's mom or is it like i think the the friend of friend's mom or how does what's oh, the relationship there i think it's the i think she's the mom you know what we're gonna just oh my god people are nanny gays or she plays Yetta, <laughs> i know the nanny gays so, they're coming after us the nanny gays she plays yetta so you fill in the blanks um, yeah. In any event, she is. She's still alive. No, she passed away in 2016. All right. Well. Okay. God bless you, Anne Morgan Gu- Gilbert. I guess it's Gilbert, <laughs> but that you just throws me <laughs> off. Gilbert. Gilbert. Uh, she, she's great. I feel like she is so like Phyllis in the office. Like just a character who's just like they just get like a dopey reaction from you know. Yes, I love the name Birdie. I think it's really cute. That's so sweet, Birdie. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and then, of course, Jenna shows up. And I just, Lori Metcalf is, I, ju- I like, just the way that she navigates this. I just love that when, when she says, and, and really her, she and Alex Borstein navigating this moment of her saying, is it mine? And there's just this, like, pause on Dawn's face. And I think for the audience, they're like, what does she mean, is it hers? Because we have no idea what that means. Is it one yep. of mine for my fecal collection? Like how she navigates talking about this fecal collection is uh, I only Lori Metcalf could make listening to someone talk about poop so fascinating and, and exciting. Yeah. She is like 120% committed to shit. <laughs> it's like yeah. She's just, and it's just there's so much riding on it and you could just tell the way that she's delivering her lines and of course we learn more about the study later when she actually has like her sort of meltdown i'd say Mm -hmm. uh but yeah i i'm like oh man we don't like jenna yet Um, right but she's i'm like ugh. but like i am still rooting for you because it's also it's like you're you're laurie metcalf and you're you know this you can't help what's like written for you, but I just like the, Oh, the passive aggressive sort of like back and forth. She reminds me of like someone I worked with, like just like that lady in the office. That's like, she smiles through everything, but you could tell she's just like full of venom, I guess. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. It's like, it, it's really interesting to watch her work because and I feel like the way they've scripted it and directed it and performed it, like, the way that she fucks with Dawn. Yeah, she's a she's a bit of a bully and Dawn yeah. is too nice. Yeah. And then there's Dee Dee. And then there's Dee Dee who and this uh, is of course it's 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 Dee Dee's first day at the Billy Barnes extended care ward. And 
she I I love how she is um she's just like a like a relief, you know? Like I feel like if we were visiting this place a week ago, it would have been just like, "Oh my god, I just need to know there's a human being here." Yes, it's just like that human touch, I guess, really mm-hmm. is of like just not I mean, we I and even in the first two episodes, we haven't found out a ton about her. We know she's married, we know she has two kids. Um, but also like personality, like what, are, you know, what is her baggage, you know, I guess. So like, mm-hmm. she's just kind of, and it's like new day energy. She kind of knows what she's doing, but she kind of doesn't, you know, even writing up that report and like the, the sort of bit of like how to write it up. Like you said before, feces versus a feces. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's refreshing to kind of know that there is someone who <laughs> almost said has a brain they all have brains but you know right who has a is, heart is, yeah uh, yeah on planet earth yeah i think you know the the scene when she you know there's the the cambodian woman there and they're calling her polly and you know of course they're jenna is just being awful with her and no one is connecting oh, with her God. and then Dee Dee just has a great moment where she's like we're gonna figure it out, you know. Listen, they found me wandering the highway in my pajamas after my brother's fiftieth. Don't even ask me. So we're gonna find out yes. who you are, and everything's gonna be fine. And the woman just smiles, and it was so like, oh, Dee Dee, you know? Yeah, Dee Dee's like, the that's, best. That's all this took was just a little compassion. Um, it's just oh, I I just love it. Um, so uh, speaking of Polly, who we find out in the second episode is named uh, Chumpe. Uh, a set piece really from that, that I watched the British version of that they carried over into the American version is this whole scene of trying to translate what she's saying to the language line person. Yes. Oh God. It's hysterical. And also I'm like, Oh, does this work still? It's like eight years later, but also like, oh, it I is know. a great bit. It's a great bit. Like I, I have to give it to bit. them. Yeah. Because it, it's it's so many layers of like, you know, Chumpe ye- yelling things out in in Cambodian, and then Dawn doing such a such a committed interpretation of it uh, yes. that it's almost not necessary because she's really just repeating at the same volume from the same place. Uh, so it probably isn't helping. And then Dee Dee mm-hmm. trying to then translate that again, like literally playing a game of telephone. It's yes. and it just goes on and on. It is so funny. It's really great. Um, <laughs> and, and like Dawn's, Dawn, Dawn's like, it's yeah. something Chinesey. Yeah. I know. I'm like, oh God. But it's also, it's great. It's, it's exactly, it just feels like these women can handle everything, but they also don't know what is going to be thrown at them too. So the way that they mm-hmm. navigate it is, is really uh, a lot of the comedy because it seems so natural. It reminds me in ways, I know you haven't really like watched a lot of Veep, but like, I don't know. There's something about like Jenna and like Selena Myers, uh, like that mm, are like mm-hmm. they're always trying to like be more important and like like I feel like when that guy Paul Paul, you're my only ally in the whole committee, Paul. The way she says, that. oh yeah, 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 <laughs> comes in. It's like how I feel like Selena acts towards people who are really important that could get her you know, where she needs to be. And it's a total different, like, and then behind the scenes, she's like yelling at everyone, you know what I mean? And it's going wrong. Right. But Paul, what? right though? Like, why is he kissing her on the cheek? Yeah. I feel like that? I, I did. And I, you know, without spoiling things, I do think 
we will get more information. Something's but, going on there. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, because she's married, but then he's, yeah, this other doctor, Dr. Dr. Paul Stickley. Um, this actor, Mark Herlick, I, I've i seen him in a bunch of things, and I feel like I saw him in, do you know that play, um, the Larry Kramer play, The Normal Heart? Yeah, yeah, the normal heart. Yes, yes. Yeah, the normal heart. Yeah, uh, I don't think he. I think he was in the Broadway version, not in the movie. But I remember he was. He played like the straight brother in the Broadway version. And I remember thinking like, "Oh my god, that is such perfect casting." He is totally like the straight lawyer brother of the gay guy in the eighties. Um, yes, and yes, he's and he's been in like a ton of things, and yet I'm like, that is probably the thing I know him from the most. But whenever I see him, I'm like, "Oh, that guy! I've seen him in so many things." Yeah, he was also in the original cast of Light in the Piazza, which is crazy. Oh. He oh, played Signor Nacarelli. Yes, yes. I think oh, he might wow. have, he might have not been in the original cast, but he was definitely in it because I I thought when I saw him I was like, "Ooh. Maybe he was in the original and then when they recorded it at Live in Lincoln Center it was a different actor." I I have to look into that, mm. but yeah, he can also sing too. Wow, what good Very for dapper. him. Um you know, I uh, I had it clicked into IMDb to kind of look up, oh, yeah, what was his name, whatever. And because I was on the Getting On page, and I apologize, listeners, this is a small tangent, but you'll be glad uh, I, I went on it. Um, you know, they show you related news, and related news to uh, Laurie Metcalf was that there is a l- upcoming limited series on Hulu called The Dropout, uh, based on the rise and fall of Elizabeth Holmes and her company Theranos. And oh. I was like, oh, cool. I remember like that whole story, whatnot. But I got really excited because the casting includes uh, Elizabeth Marvel, who I don't know if we've talked about on this podcast. I'm obsessed with her. Do you know about her? That sounds real. I feel like I remember you. T- I'm gonna I'm gonna Google her name as you yeah. as you go on. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, she was in an episode. Of, she's in the episode of Thirty Rock when Liz. You know, she's like the the woman who like the lady who lunches with Liz, and then it turns out they're all in a Fight Club together. Oh yeah, yes, yes, that, yes. yeah. Her Got neighbor, it. yeah, that's her. I was like, oh, I know. There's a um, there's something I knew you'd know. There's a tie. Uh, yes. Yeah, uh, but uh, William H. Macy's going to be in it. Laurie Metcalf's going to be in it. Uh, but so is uh, a new fave on the podcast. Get ready for me to butcher his name, Utkarsh Ambudkar. Oh, nice. Our favorite yeah. boyfriend. <laughs> we love him. Our favorite boyfriend is going to be on this. So, um, so yeah. I, oh, looks, that's fun. Looks like we're going to be watching The Dropout at some point. Great. Yeah, I'll drop in for the dropout. Yeah, yeah. Well, look at that. That was just a little drop in for the <laughs> dropout. Thank you, giving us context. Um, yes. Well, uh, getting back to getting on. Uh, so I I do love this scene where Dawn was crying at lunch. I just think somebody like crying and eating. I, I could watch that all day. Yeah, stabbing a salad. It's great. Yeah. Uh, but it's, you know, I, I felt like this was where I thought this moment was a really good example of what you were talking about, where it kind of, you know, it's like, is this a comedy? Is this a drama? Because I feel like, you know, there's an element of that moment that feels a little bit ridiculous. It's like, oh my God, this woman is just, why is she crying? But then as she's going on, it's like, oh, this is genuine. Like we're not, the the show is not making fun of Dawn right now. Like she really does take this job seriously and i guess when you think about it it's like well 
what's wrong with that? She is literally like taking care of people's lives, you know, in a way of like, yes. uh, that makes sense. And I also think, I think the subtext of this was she also is like, you know, I, I, you know, somebody should be there for those, these women and I need to be there for them. And I think that really reflects her own fears that someone is not going to be there for her someday, you know? And so I think there's some sense of like, I'm doing this work because like, you know, I'm trying to ward it off in my own life, you know? Yeah, I'm trying, again, it's like, I feel, I think, like, people that I currently work with, or just have worked with in the past, there's always that, you know, it, it could be female or male, like, co-worker that you work with, and really, actually, if you really think about it, they work harder than anyone, anyone but they never get the props for it, it's always just mm-hmm. like... <laughs> I don't know this skinny white woman or like white man you know what I mean like I feel there's like a lot of she's she's almost like too eager you know what I mean and people know it and they they take advantage of her Jenna knows she can get what she wants from her because she's always eager to please and it sucks I'm waiting for her to like you know come out of her I I almost said come out of her shell but like you know Realize that she doesn't have to play the game as much. Just do your work and, you know, (laughs) don't try so hard. I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, and I would imagine, you know, again, for folks listening, you know, we have not watched ahead. So bear with us if you are like the preeminent scholar of getting on. Uh, But we, uh, a doctor, if you will, but we, uh, (laughs) I I assume that we're going to get we're going to get that evolution with honor. I'm hoping we're yeah. going to get that evolution. I'm crossing my fingers and my toes and anything else I can cross that we're going to get Dawn like snapping at Jenna at some point this season. Yeah. It's like, no one likes the person who follows all the rules like, and reminds yeah. you of the rules. And that's our first real like kind of impression of her. But then she has like that amazing moment where she's eating the cake <laughs> And then oh, Ethel Beaver it. shows up from Parks and Rec. Right. Um, I know. I was like, I know you. Mm-hmm. But the way she just said, I don't know what word she says. Maybe she says the name of Ethel. I keep calling her Ethel Beavers. But um, I. Uh, but it's it's the perfect sort of like comedic moment. I laughed hard because she's eating mm-hmm. the cake that she came right, to like right. get, and she Eat, eating yeah, her dead sister's mentioned. cake. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, eating her dead sister's cake. Oh, it's great. It's so great. Uh, um, so just before we get to the dead sister's cake, we do uh, – there, there is an incident. With Jen, this is a, an important incident, I think, is really a turning point. Is uh, yeah. There's an act one scalpel that, that Jenna takes from an intern, <laughs> and then uh, she has this meltdown about, uh, about the missing poop. She gets this big fight with Barbara, who uh, played by – played by uh, Family Matters Telma Hopkins, who also was in uh, Dead to Me. Uh, yes. And, oh, I um, wanted more of her. I thought her name was Beverly. Is it Beverly? Beverly. I knew when I was saying Barbara, I was like, oh, that's me. That's okay. No, Beverly. I was, Beverly. I was hoping that she would be... I hope she comes back. Gosh, I hope she comes I know. back. And I have this like sinking feeling that she doesn't, because I was like, oh, yes. Aunt Rachel, right. bring her in. Yes. Yeah, bring Aunt Rachel back, because Patsy now has her job. But I... Uh, yeah, I know she was such a relief. I was like, "Oh, thank God you're here." It was like, "Yes, please, somebody get somebody flush the poop," you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they. Uh, but anyway, then she gets in this whole fight with Jenna, and I love there's this interaction because Jenna and um, 
Dee Dee starts to get into it, and, and at one point Jenna's like, "Do you have any idea what the Bristol Myers Myers stool chart is?" And just the way that Dee Dee goes, "No, ma'am, I do not." Like I just, <laughs> I love that that reaction. And it's funny as I watched the same scene in the British version, and it's way less heated. And so it was really cool to see this version where. Dee Dee saying no ma'am I do not was almost like snapping back at her it was it was just like a great choice of reinterpreting this scene yeah because she's being ridiculous like you you can care about your work but sheesh right which is like what's interesting is like this work that she's doing I think also has nothing to do with the hospital I think yes in a way like this is and so there's something weird about like all of this, it's like, hey, none of this is is the hospital's agenda. This is, you know, Beverly kind of hints at it, like these, you know, whatever you're doing for these pharmaceutical companies or these, you know, uh, these poop trials, I think she calls them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I love that. Then, yeah, as she has her meltdown and the, and the scalpel falls out of her out of her um, her coat, we don't see it. And at first, I was like, well, wait, did I miss something? But we don't see. But she actually like. I love that they kind of describe it afterwards and I could picture it perfectly her, you know, reaching for the scalpel and then like faking, you know, stabbing it at them, you know? Yes. Oh yes. Uh, but, it, and it kind of like the gossip mill kind of works that way anyway, because when Paul eventually comes to like, you know, do damage control and, and kind of just like demote her, I feel like he does say like, well, you, you know, you pulled a scalpel on, people she's like it fell out of my pocket or something you know like it's 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 not really what happened yeah and she was like purely gallows humor yes you know i i did kind of love the scene with Dee Dee and birdie in the bathroom it's such a quiet intimate moment but like it, i'm so glad that they include stuff like that because through the yeah. midst of everything that's going on like obviously this is what's happening it's the day-to-day yeah yeah um so, yes, of course, Ethel Beaver shows up to get, uh, you know, I think they call her in. I don't I think there's kind of like the sense of like she'll probably want to take the cake, but they've just kind of called her in um, to <laughs> then tell her that her, that her sister's dead. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. Uh, and like the whole like bit with Alex Borstein, too, uh, where she's like, did she ask about me? And then she's like, oh, yeah. yes, she yeah. did. <laughs> um yeah and, and i you know i was i was wondering where the scene was gonna like the note that it was gonna end on because i felt like like that was obviously like it was it was you know a, a more broad moment but i loved that then Dee Dee kind of shows up and she's like you know can i get you a glass of water and and the sister says yeah water would be nice and it's just the how mundane the last few lines are because it's like can i get you some water yeah water would be nice and then Dawn says, thanks, Dee Dee. And then Dawn goes to get the water, and that's the end of the episode. Like, it's such, it was such a quiet ending that, like, I loved. It's so rare where an episode, compared especially to the second episode, it's so rare where an episode ends on such, like, a a non-note, you know? Yeah, I did love that. And it's, it's like, a more sort of slapsticky way. I thought Dee Dee was going to come in and say, like, like, hey, Don, can I have a piece of that cake? And be like, ooh, mm-hmm. you know, one of those sort of moments. And I'm so glad uh-huh. it wasn't. It was like the complete opposite of that. I was like, oh, I hope no one yells at Don for eating the cake. I hope that's just like, we get the funny moment of her like 
talking to uh, Ethel Beavers, and uh, but it, it was it was perfect. It really was, and I think that that's such a cool, unique way to write TV. Like, it doesn't have yeah. to wrap up with, like, a, a Grey's Anatomy-type monologue every episode. You know what I mean? Right, right. And they don't also have to have the kind of, like, you know, uh, the sitcom-y, like, you know, get them one last time joke. You know, like, this isn't yes. This isn't Everybody Loves Raymond, you know? And I, I thought yeah. instead of the sister saying, oh, where's that cake I brought over? Like, instead of playing into that joke, I felt like instead they were like, no, here's just, like, a a normal moment that probably happens all the time, you know, and uh, nobody is made a fool of. And I, I just thought that's, um, that's when I was like, oh, this show. Because if it was just people, if it was just poop jokes and humiliation and whatnot, there's only so much of that you want, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Well, we get to the second episode, and sure enough, Ugh. we... We are not only, as Jenna says, do we have a deluge of pets, we get a deluge of actresses because not only do we have Laurie Metcalf and Niecy Nash and Alex Borstein and Anna Gilbert, or whatever her name is, Anne Gilbert, uh, we also now have <laughs> June Squibb with a head injury and a vest. Oh my God, June Squibb. I mean, I hated her, but I loved watching this. I loved I, it. I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, what I've been waiting... The June Squibb role that I've been waiting for. Yeah. And this is where I thought, oh, I hope I hope this is exciting for Nick to, like... This isn't just, like, a, a little squib of squib. This is, like... Yes! She... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you just get a little bit of, it like... It usually a, is, yeah. A dollop of squib, and instead... A, a squirt of squib is probably what I'm looking for. And this, she really dominated the episode. Yes. You will uh, not as, forget her in the second episode. Yeah. As Varla. And I, I, I think she's in, I don't remember if she's in more episodes. I guess we'll find out. But, uh, yeah, she comes in. She is, you know, uh, that, that vest that she's wearing tells me so much about her. But, yes. uh, you know, a, a rough and tumble lady who's, uh, I think she said they said she had a series of strokes, and at one point she uh, fell and hit her head, and so now they've brought her in for observation after uh, this head injury. So that's what's brought dear Varla to the Billy Barnes extended care unit. Uh, just like a racist, homophobic, loudmouth, um, yeah. which is no one I ever want to be in contact with, but you know, there are people at the hospital that are like patients like this. And I can't even imagine having to like, like, I, I, I think of like, um, Nisi, like Dee Dee, like taking her, uh, uh, her blood pressure, something simple like yeah. that. And like her fidgeting, mm -hmm. I would, f I would flip out. I would be like, fine. Goodbye. It was just right. she is like the definition of like uh, like an impatient patient, but that's putting it lightly. Yeah, I and this was another example of I think you know falling in love with Dee Dee, but also just like loving Niecy Nash of just it was like a, again one of those moments where I was like I never thought of picking up my phone because I was so intrigued by like how Dee Dee was going to navigate this woman, and I think. Uh, just like how should a nurse deal with this? I mean, this was kind of what I loved about nurse Jackie was just, 
Jackie was a great nurse and it was like, and so were, you know, a lot of the other ones and it was fun to kind of see, Oh, how, how are they going to handle this? You know, in, in nurse Jackie, one of my favorite things is if, uh, if Jackie was dealing with, uh, with someone who was getting upset or was hysterical, whatever she would say, you're okay. You're okay. Like she would do that. And I just, I was like, that is so real. That is so good. Uh, and yes. I just felt like Dee Dee was doing the same thing for me here, where she, where um, when Varla, Varla was like, "Well, I'm not staying here very long," and Dee Dee very bemusedly was like, "Well, I am really sorry to hear that." Yeah. So yes, uh, you know, and and she's, she says the one thing about like, like when she basically repeats back all of the slurs that Varla has called her very casually. I just, uh, I threw dollars at the screen. I just loved it. Yeah, and it's balanced out beautifully, like, throughout the episode where it's, like, I loathe this woman, but then she, like, throws up on herself and she throws up on yes. Dee Dee or, like, almost passes out where it just gives you a little a little dose of empathy for Varla because she's just an old woman. I mean, she's a terrible human being, but there's just, like, yeah. a little bit of softness there that kind of reels you back in, and it's just at the perfect moment. And I think it, yeah, it really vacillates because with with Dee Dee, she does ease up. It's funny, like she throws up, and then she's like, "Oh my god, I'm, I've just been so sick." And you know, you, yeah, you get that moment of of humanity, uh, but you know, then <laughs> she's just so awful. Like when she looks around, and she's like, "These broads all look like they're half dead." I don't know why you'd want to work here. It's I I like that. Uh, that was a I good that, squib. That was good, Colin. Yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, um, that's a huge compliment. Um, new snatch game character. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, new snatch game character, June Squib. Oh, yes. Um, what a gift. Uh, but yeah, just the way that like that little nuance of of Varla modifying or softening for Dee Dee, I was. It made it much, again, more enjoyable because I was like, oh, this isn't just about this, like, awful old woman, you know, running around. It's, you know, it's also about, like, how you care for a patient like this and how Dee Dee was actually, if they just let Dee Dee handle it, she had it all covered, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So there's also this whole story with Donna, who uh, I think is... uh, you know, I, I think she has Alzheimer's. I think I think that's what they had said. Um, oh yeah, but yeah, and it's I I also love that moment where Dee Dee was sitting with her in bed, and you know I was trying to get her to breathe, and uh, she's like, you know, I need you to breathe, I need you to try, and then you know Donna turns and looks at her, and just the way that Dee Dee says, "Well, there's my girl. Where'd you go?" Ugh. I I melt for those moments. You know? Yes. Yes. Uh, but you know, I'll say this. I also feel like Dawn, there's, you know, there's a moment when I guess there's some patient that they thought was going to die and then she doesn't. And then, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, that guy, Ant- uh, Antoine, he shows yes. up and he's like, Oh, is, is she all packed up and ready for heaven? And then he opens the, the curtain and she's, and then <laughs> Dawn says, Oh, Miss Guthman rallied. We've just been sitting here talking about pizza. <laughs> And the old woman just nods. Yes. It's such a great little moment because I, I think that that's really sweet that Dawn just sat there and talked to this lady who almost died about pizza. Yeah. Oh, God. It's so beautifully human and yeah. simple and, and funny. 
Mm-hmm. Like that's part of the job is like sometimes you got to just sit with someone and talk to her about pizza, you know, or Ugh, in I'll the first episode. Day. Right. I was like, I'll do that for free. Uh, yeah. And in the first episode, when when Dee Dee is in the bathroom with Birdie and Birdie's like, I need I need you to give me my keys. I need to go to the office. And Dee Dee's like, all right. Yep. All right. Let's go to the office. You know, like you have to just be prepared to like, you know, have those those moments that you can't really prepare for, you know, I, I, it made me think of uh, when my grandma Kachanov, like when she was in a nursing home, she she was like obsessed with like, she's like, I think I'm ready for bed now. And like in her old house, she would go up the stairs and like for some reason the elevator represented the stairs. And she's like, I need to go to my bedroom. And my dad was like, you don't live up there, mom. Like this is your room here. And she's like, I... She just didn't understand it. It's like you have to just like play these like improv games all of a sudden. So he took her up yep. there and she just kind of looked around and she was like, oh, I guess it isn't it. Which is like incredible. It's, it's like it's like a sad moment, to be honest. But there are also uh-huh. like other really, really funny moments that my grandma would like just rattle off. I'm like, where are you getting this stuff? But uh, you just have to laugh with it and, and roll with it, I guess. Yeah, my 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 parents went with that with my grandmother. They, it, that was like that for a while, where you just had to, you know, whoever she thinks you are today, or whatever she thinks yeah. is real, or she tells you. I mean, at some there were points where it was kind of like she was. It got a little dark where she's like, you know, yeah, they they want to take me down to the the basement and they're gonna do experiments on me. And my mom was like. I'm like 80% sure you're making this up. And then there's like 20% yeah. of me that's like looking for the basement door, you know? I know, exactly. Um, but some of them were, but then as she went on, she'd be like, you know, and then my cousin Kitty was down there and she told me they're going to do experiments on you. And then my mother's like, okay, this isn't real. You know, like Kitty's been dead for 20 years, you know? Yeah. So everyone can relax. Um, yeah. Yeah. But you just had to run with it. And then every once in yeah. a while, you know, the, like the last time I saw my grandmother, I went to visit her in the, in the, the facility where she was and you know i hadn't seen her in a while and had no idea if she was going to remember me or what she'd remember and like she was really clear and we like you know we i even like you know we laughed about something together she you know like there was just kind of like a, a familiarity and it was just like it was great i mean it was just like oh my god what a great moment but uh, yeah. I was prepared to just kind of roll with whatever she, whoever she thought I was, you know, because for them, yeah. that's what reality is in the moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we also get introduced, there's very few men, other than, of course, uh, Dr. Stickley, there's very few men, and Antoine, excuse me, but uh, in sure. Getting On, but the largest male role is, of course, Patsy. Patsy de la Cerda, uh, played by yes. Mel Rodriguez. Uh, what did you think of Patsy? I was like completely smitten with him. And I, I think that like, I was expecting him to be, you know, sort of like, let's have fun and really just have like a party sort of like gay man. And I'm assuming he's gay because he reacted so poorly to Varla, like calling him a truly nasty cocksucker. Um, Mm. (laughs) But yeah, so I, I feel like, uh, something's going on there, but I, he kind of reminds me, I don't know if you've, uh, that actor who, he was in Richie Rich, and he played, like, Richie's, like, uh, like, best friend, he was, like, an older, he was an adult, and he was, like, this, like, large man, he had a beard, and, uh, oh. Oh, yes, yes, I, I know what you're talking about, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna let IMDB do the cooking tonight, let's see, Richie Rich, 1994, <laughs> Christy Nebersol was in that, 
she was. Yes, so was John Larroquette. Okay. Uh, All right, where's his old fat friend? Is it, oh, is it old fat friend? That's so mean. I think it's Michael McShane. It's Michael McShane. I was going to say, is it Professor Keenbean? Yeah, Professor Keenbean. Yes. I feel like that guy has been in, oh my God, that guy's been in everything. I think he was in... Drop Dead Gorgeous. He was Harold yes. uh, Films, the judge. That's right. Oh, oh I love him. Michael oh, he's McShane. so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I totally anyway. see that. I Yeah. He, it looks like, am I, am I crazy? And I don't know if I am, but I think I am. Listeners, I had to go down a rabbit hole. Hopefully, I seamlessly edited it out. But as I was digging into this, I was like, Mel Rodriguez, because it looks like he lost a lot of weight because he's, he's heavier set on the show. Uh, it looks like he's uh, lost a lot of weight. But I, I, was not a, I was not a viewer of the show Cougar Town, but there's an actor on that show who looks like a skinnier version of him who I thought, oh, yeah. is that him, Ian Gomez? And I was like, is that him? Did he lose all that weight? Um, yeah, it's not him, but, uh, Ian Gomez is one of those actors where I'm like, I can't figure out why, but I think he's incredibly hot and I don't know why. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's something about I him mean, where I'm like, ugh. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Oh, he was in my big fat Greek wedding. We did that movie. Oh, He played Mike. Oh my goodness. Uh, I don't remember him at all, but. Uh, oh, he's the oh, friend. Oh, he plays. And, he's Nia Vardalis's husband in real life. Oh, oh. Well, she's got great taste, and he plays uh, uh, the friend of the of um, Aiden. And we, yes. and we probably talked about how he was kind of weirdly hot when we did that recap yes, as well. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, it's all coming Celine, together. it's all coming back to me now. Yeah. Um, all right. Okay. I feel better now. I feel validated. I'm glad that I took. Uh, a big break that our listeners are not aware of until I told them to figure out if he was Mel Rodriguez, which he's not, but he is Nia Vardalis's hot husband. Um, Perfect. Whew, boy, that was a journey. So we meet Patsy, who's their new, uh, you know, uh, head nurse. And, uh, and I, there was this one line when he meets Jenna that I thought was so funny where she was like, she just calls him nurse. She's like, I'm terrible with names. And he says, I totally understand. You know, I left the house this morning and I thought, oh gosh, wish me luck. And she just kind of looks at him and it's, I get what that moment is. You know what I mean? Like he's trying to be like, yes. oh, you know, listen, I've got my own foibles. And it was, <laughs> it was, and then I think he like pats some sweat off his head. It's, you know, for yes, a show full of does. women, he really like stole the scene in that moment. And Jenna like smiles at him and the way that she, I don't know if it's right after that moment, but she's just like, Mm -hmm. oh my God. You could tell she's like saying that to herself. Like, okay, well, I got to (laughs) go. One of those. Right. It's like she's smiling and then she's also smelling the poop on the chair. Like, it's like, like, "Mm, yes. Um, And so then we, uh, this is where, oh, we get, because I, I wrote down Varla seducing. There's some moment of her, of her like playing with her boobs in front of the one male resident, but um, oh, that's yeah. probably just worth mentioning because I just wanted to lift. mention June Squibb yes. lifts her womp. boobs this episode. Um, but we also this episode we get Dawn's backstory when she has that meeting with Patsy. Yes. Do you remember that where she talks about like she married a guy who she only knew for a few weeks. 
And then a few months in, he fools her into signing uh, a form to loan him $25,000. Then he buys a Mercedes and takes her dog and leaves. And I was like, oh, God. Like, this is... It, it just that's like serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's you're fucked up. And I think that puts so much perspective on like, if, if there are moments where she feels kind of broad or kind of ridiculous, I'm like, this is someone who is probably a little unhinged already, but who's also just like brimming with trauma, you know? Yes. Yeah. I feel like, uh, that, that really is, Imagine thinking of that up in the writer's room, too. But, like, if, if she can let someone do that, like, of course she's going to let Jenna, like, walk all over her. Especially if it's for, yeah. like, her own gain, like, in her profession. Because she sees it as something that's, like, worth it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's like it just it, – it all makes it make more sense of, like, oh, wow, you're somebody who just gets taken advantage of. And, yeah. I again, I, I do think – it'd be crazy to not see an evolution in Dawn over the seasons. But I do imagine that's, um, that's part of her character arc is like, you know, growing out of this person. Otherwise this is going to be a really depressing six episodes at the very least. (laughs) Yeah. Setting boundaries. That's the new, uh, that should be, that's her MO for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, there's a moment I think, you know, where Dee Dee is sitting with Varla. I think it's after Varla wanted to go out for the cigarette and then she gets really dizzy and then they go back to her bed. And I just love the way June Squibb goes, I'm a mess. I'm a real mess. <laughs> yes. Yes. Cause I it's just, such a throwaway line, but it yeah, works. it's just so good. And then, um, and so then Patsy comes to talk to Varla and Oof. he sits down on the bed next to her and the way did you notice the shot when she turns and looks at him and she looks like a she looks like a bulldog in a pound that doesn't trust people, you know? Yes, yeah. It's like, ugh. I think like um Didi even says it like, Well, this is gonna be interesting because he has no idea what he just sat next to. Yeah. She's like, I don't have a good feeling about this and yes, it's not yes. helpful. Yeah. Uh and so yes, of course, then uh Patsy ultimately gets hit in the face with a can. Uh, is that when this happens? Yes. Um, you know, I, I might be jumping ahead. I think eventually that does happen where Varla attacks Patsy. She hits him in the face with a can. He hides in his office and I, Dawn screams out, she's coming to get you. Close the door. <laughs> yes. Uh, and that reminded me of, do you remember that video and it was a, it was like the Irish family, and there was like a bat in their kitchen. <gasps> yes, I think you might and have sent that to me, or maybe probably. Did. I or can't remember. It's been in our orbit, oh, and I can't remember so the name. Good. But it was like, um, oh, get it, Danny. Oh, oh, you're 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 doing it. You've got it, Danny. I can't remember. Okay, well, we have to. Yeah, uh, it's good because the name is really important. Irish. Uh, family bat in house. Oh my, yeah, so easy to find. Irish family versus bat. Okay, we can we can. We'll just play a little audio here. This will be fun for oh, everyone. It's so. I hope good. there's no ads. Catch him, Denny. Catch him, Denny. Catch him. Denny, catch him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the mom and the, the mom's in the cupboard. Oh, oh. Yes. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Oh, this goes on. It's I truly mean, it, a nightmare just... though. Like I would just move, I think, if that happened to my house. Can you imagine poor Marco? Oh. He'd be like Oh so stressed he would... and want to kill it no. probably. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what he would do. Um oh and the dog starts peeing. Oh my god. This <gasps> video is a There's classic. a lot to unpack there, yes. It's a lot to unpack, yeah. Um so anyway, that's what this reminded me of. Um, I did take the note at some point, and I apologize if I'm getting the chronology wrong, but there is some moment of Dawn stress-eating fudge that... Uh, yes. I, I'm always impressed. I know this, this sounds weird, but like, I feel like in bits involving food, I always think, like, oh, you really got to pace yourself as an actor because you don't want to, like... At the end of the day, I had 20 donuts, you know? Yes. But I, cause I think of, like... Um, I was thinking of, like, Groundhog Day is the example I think of first. There's, like, some scene where he, like, eats an entire donut in one bite, and he just shoves it in his mouth. And I thought, like, oh how God. many takes did that take? How many donuts did you yeah. have to eat? So, I mean, like I how would much probably, fudge, you know? Yeah, fudge is heavy. I used to love it as yeah. a kid, but now I can't do it as much. But I could probably eat – I'll cap my donut intake off, especially if they're, like, one of the light, like, Krispy Kremes – that are sort of like air, you know what I mean? Yeah. I could probably yeah. eat about like five of those <laughs> pretty easy. I'd love to, you know, I'd love to find out. I probably regret it quickly, but I'd love to get like a dozen of those glazed Krispy Kremes or even Dunkin' Donuts glazed. I love a Dunkin' Donuts glazed. Oh, but yes. Either or. And just, they're so easy to eat. Totally. Yes. Um, I can And do just... It have one of those days where it's like let's just see how many of these like because normally what it is the reason i'm i say this is normally you know it's like i gotta savor every goddamn bite of this thing because it's gonna be over in an instant you know and it's just like sensory overload so i and i can't have i I can't just have as many donuts as i want i can only have one maybe two i know well fuck that they're so good what if we just got a box what if a very special best supporting after show. We each get a box of, of a dozen glazed donuts and we just see how many of them we can eat on an episode. I mean, the chewing would be terrible. But also uh, yeah. yeah we'll... We chew off Mike, yeah. You would talk while I ate my donut and I would talk yeah. while you ate your second one. Uh, I'm totally Well the the biggest question, Colin, is what would you like to drink with it? Is it like a tall glass of milk or is it just a cup of coffee or is it nothing? Oh gosh, boy! Because donuts uh, and coffee are questions. Great. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I, I love the idea because I, if it was milk, it'd be like an oat milk. Because uh, if it's regular milk, I'm gonna have to tap out early. It's just self sabotage. But I, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like you win. Not that this is a race or a competition. I just uh, everybody wins. We're both full of glazed donuts by the end. Uh, but I would say, so you know. Uh, I was thinking, oh, you know, I love a nice orange juice because I love a good sugar on sugar. Oh but, my um, gosh! Isn't that bananas? Crazy. I, it's awful. I would say, you know, a coffee, a coffee, a nice, uh, an iced coffee might be nice, or a hot Ooh, coffee. Oh yes, iced. Would be you know, better. it's summertime. Ice yeah. might be nice. It's summertime. You know, we're both boiling as we're recording right now. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds. We great. are. You know, we're we're calling in from our respective sous vide bags you know yes. but um yeah i uh, so this idea might be terrible and my brain might just be boiling but uh, uh i think the answer to your question is iced coffee yes that's that sounds so. that sounds good yeah but anyway back uh, to fudge where were we but anyway we yeah where were we sorry i you know that's that was a dead end for me that was a a, a cul-de-sac um so, you know, 
what I liked about this episode is kind of similar to the first one. Instead of ending on Varla or ending on, you know, really kind of playing up that bit, like that quiets down. And I, and you know, this, this last scene is at night and, and Jenna's, you know, precious Audi has been booted. And so she's, you know, stuck there as well, but it ends on them talking about Donna who Didi saw singing, you know, if you're going to San Francisco, you know, earlier in the episode, um, but it ends uh, on her looking up, you know, a little information about her and finds out she was in the movie White Christmas. She played a, a doll in a box. And I didn't look up to kind of see how real any of this was. But yeah, still, though, it's great. Yeah. And I loved I mean, this was one of Laurie Metcalf's just like finest little nuanced moments. But when Dee Dee tells her about it, she says, Oh, that's sweet. That that's nice. That's a nice, sweet little spot in her life. I I just yeah. love that, like the, the the cragginess of like, oh, that's that that's sweet. And then what she did with her body language while she said it, it was just like Jenna just conceding to just giving her, like, yeah, okay, that yeah, that is that's sweet. All right, I'll give her that. Um, yeah. Oh gosh, it's so good. It's so sweet. And then you know, it's a it's a code blue. Uh, and they all have to rush to Donna's room, and the last line is is Dawn saying, get the crash cart, and then it just ends. And, you know, you kind of just assume, all right, Donna's probably, you know. On her way to heaven. Yeah. On her way to heaven, you know. I just love how all three of them run, because I think, like, at that point, like, Jenna's kind of, like, off the clock, and she's waiting for her. She mentions her husband, like, really quickly. Yeah, she and Dee Dee compare notes on their families. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and then they all just, like, they just go. It was a really like nice way to end it. They're all just like united. <laughs> yeah, Girl power. and I think that that that's something that is always interesting to me about. You know, I'm sure it happens on Grey's Anatomy. It's happened on Nurse Jackie, where um, all the interpersonal conflicts, like it's either they all have to drop away when one of these emergencies happen, or how much do they drop away when these emergencies happen? Yes. You know, like how yes. much do you still see a certain rivalry if they're you know, working on reviving a patient, you know what I mean? Or how yeah. much does that completely drop away? And uh, I don't know how much more we'll see of that kind of, you know, context in, in the series, but I do love that of like when you're in a hospital or you're in a literal life and death situation, like all of the petty shit in your life is, and even the important stuff is put into constant focus and refocus, you know? And yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's episodes one and two. Uh, we're off to a, a, a great start. I, I did a quick peek at some of the other cast members. I don't want to spoil anything, but I do think this season we will eventually get Molly Shannon. I saw. I, I was looking. I don't know who I was looking up earlier because I just wanted to see like what their real name was or something, and I saw Molly Shannon. I'm really excited for that. I hope she delivers. I don't know what to yeah. be, what to expect. We're going to get three episodes of her. We w- there are two more episodes with Varla Pounder. It's important to say that oh, Varla's last name was Pounder, so we will get more Varla Pounder. Uh, <laughs> we get Mary Kay Place. I, I, she might be showing up in this <sighs> season. As I love her and everything. Yes. I, I don't know if it's this season, but I am remembering now that Jema Mays, who was in Glee has uh an arc of five episodes and i can't remember what season that is yeah uh and there was someone else i saw her picture in i think it's later i don't think we're going to cover it this season oh my goodness i think it might be the season there is a there are two episodes with a character named arlene willie weller 
played by Gene Smart. Oh my goodness. Let's see Willie if I can Weller? find out what Willie Weller. So I am going to not look it up and just see if it's it'll be a surprise, but just yeah, know I'm like say no that, more. Say no more. Yeah, that Gene Smart is uh oh, she's on the way. Somewhere in this series and if she's not in season 1, uh we'll find her. Oh, Betty Buckley is in an episode. Oh my goodness. Frances wow. Conroy shows up in an episode. <gasps> oh, okay. I is, mean, truly a lady show. Truly. This is exciting. I don't know when or how, but there is a there is one episode with Kristen Johnston playing a character named Marla Pounder. <gasps> so oh my god! June yes. Squibb has a daughter named Marla, played by. Kristen Johnston. Just a few other things to mention before we wrap up, because I just I just noticed another very important name. It's probably not this season, but in one episode, playing Sister Lily Claire, Rita Moreno. <gasps> wow. I thought yeah. the bar was raised high enough. I know. And I know. And you I know that in my lap? Oh, my goodness. I know. I know. Uh, so, and I think I saw her picture. I think Alia Shawcat shows up. Yes, as I did well. see that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, there she is. Four episodes. There she is. I, I scrolled over her. So, yeah. uh, this is, I mean, again, we were only planning on doing the first season, but you know, oh, Daniel yeah. Stern is going to be in it. I love him. Um, oh, great. But, you know, if for some reason we need to come back to do just a one-off on Gene Smart's episodes, we might do that. If we need to just sure. kind of pop in and, and do a Best Supporting After Show segment on Rita Moreno uh, in Ugh. Getting On, we'll do it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, just a, 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 promising, a, a promising peek at what's to come to, with Getting On. I can't wait. I really can't wait. I think this is such a great idea, and I, I hope that other people are inspired to tune in. If you have HBO Max, if you don't, odds are you know someone who has it, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like, listeners listening, I, I have been using an HBO Max. This, this Actually, this login I've been using for a lot of things. It is not mine. I It's not even, like, a friend of mine. It's probably... I'm probably multiple degrees of people removed from whoever's account this really is. I have been using it and I've been passing it along to people for years, for years. And it has given me access to not just HBO Max, but so VH1 when I needed to watch, you know, watch live so I could watch Drag Race, you know, finales and things like that. Uh, You know, you name it. It is just this login has been the, the key to my life. And so... I don't want to be so willy-nilly that, you know, I, I, I lose it, you know? Yeah, but at this it's not going to be in I'm the show of, notes, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm, it's not going to be in the show notes, but if you are so compelled, uh, reach out, and I might share it. But, oh, but reach out and, like, give me your thoughts on getting on as well. Like, give us a context. Yeah. For, you know, I wouldn't know who you are, you know? I don't Pick just... Pick one of the women that we talked about today and tell us why you love them in anything. Yeah, <laughs> in, any, in anything. I just want to know... Yes. That like your people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so did you have any other before we uh, before we uh, get played off? No spoilers. Uh, no, do you have any I other thoughts good. on getting on? I'm excited for what's to come. I think this is truly uh, like a. I almost said a needle in a haystack, but what am I trying to say? A diamond in the rough. 
Diamond just like in the rough. A, a little yeah. gem of a show that I'm super excited to get into, and uh, I'm excited. That's all. Well, this is our first episode on Getting On, and we are getting played off. That's a very Dr. James kind of joke, but... Uh, <laughs> but that's, you know, but I, but I went for it. And the reality is we are getting played off. So, I mean, joke's on you. Uh, where can folks find more of you? Uh, they can find me on my other podcast, The Good Vanilla, which is a Barefoot Contessa podcast that comes out every Thursday. And they can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Nick Kochanov. How about you, Colin? Well, you can hear more of me on All Right, Mary. We are, you know, already knee-deep into All-Stars 6 coverage and continuing our coverage of Drag Race España. Uh, three f- new episodes of Drag Race this week. We had to cover and recap and publish, uh, and it, it's currently only Tuesday. So, wow. uh, it's a good thing I'm semi-retired, you know, this hard work that I'm doing. You know, we're talking about <laughs> these nurses and this good work they're doing. Like, well, I'm recapping a lot of Drag Race. <laughs> and uh, you can eventually find me in new episodes of In the Details, a celebration of nuance. Uh, I'm going to stop saying when it's going to happen because as an Aquarius, that freaks me out. Uh, and of course, you can find more of me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And you can get more of both of us in a best supporting capacity on Twitter at BSA Pod. Or you can email us at thebsapod at gmail.com. Keep your peepers peeled because on Friday, the best supporting after show will be coming out where uh, we have not figured out what we're going to be doing next. Yeah, we but, don't know yet. Uh, <laughs> we don't know yet. But I think that keeps things exciting. I think you're on the edge yes. of your seat. I'm on the edge of mine. They're on the edge of theirs. Yeah. And uh, that, as they say, is that. 